This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen, Romans 10. The whole essence of coming, of gathering is that the reality of this song will dawn upon you and I. The songwriter is saying, you don't tell me you can't do it. Proof ends all arguments, right? You don't need faith to, to walk as a woman, do things as a woman. You don't need faith. You don't need anybody helping you to build faith that you are a woman. I don't need anybody. Anybody can tell me I'm a man or that I am a woman in a man's body or a man in whatever. The person can be confused. But that confusion can get to, he, to me because I know beyond any reasonable doubts that I am a woman. So anybody can say anything. And what, what we believe the Lord, you know, every time we come together to open the, 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 and look, take a look at the perfect law of liberty, what we are dry, trying to do is to understand God. Amen. Understand God so that faith can be released into our hearts. When we can see, the, the songwriter said, we've seen this happen. We've seen salvation flood the, the streets. We have seen whole nations come to Christ. We've seen cancer restored. We've seen lost people restored. Because I have seen it, you can't, you can't confuse me. You can't tell me that this thing cannot happen. And that it has happened once, it can repeat itself again and again. I have faith for, multi, you know, for multiplication of that, of, that, of that miracle because I have seen it. Every time we look into the Word, every time we have a reason to come together, look into the Word of God, listen to a message, you know, listen to a song that is, that is um, crafted after the Word of God, you have an opportunity to see in your mind's eye what the Lord wants to do so that you can have it manifest in the physical. We're going to read from Romans 10, um, from 8, we'll read 8 and 10, and then we will jump and take 13 to 15, and finally we will take verse 17. All right, so let's go. It says, let's read out loud, believing that this is the Word of God. Amen. The whole essence of what I'm doing here today is to make you have more confidence in God's word because we are still looking at what? Faith. Amen. We thank God for testimonies that are beginning to come one after the heels of another, but it's taking one one month, right? We want it to be faster than that. Amen. The, 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 the promise of God to us that says one thing fast after the use of another. Did not say one month, but one, one month testimony. It doesn't take one month for testimony to incubate and deliver. Amen. Testimony can be popping like popcorn. Amen. It can be coming like popcorn as one is finishing another one. Your life is just, a, you know, more and more testimony every now and then. Every day you have things that you are thanking God for. Amen. You are on the lookout for what God wants to do. Amen. So I want, to, I want you to say it out loud. Let's read out the word of God. Let your ears hear what you are saying because I tell you, you are doing some work in the spirit realm already, even as you are reading the scripture. You know, as we eat, you know from your mouth, digestion starts taking place. I hope some of us know. Some of us think it's until it gets to your stomach. Nay, nay he. It starts from your mouth. From your mouth as you are tasting that in some level of sal- um, I said salvation. Um, the, um, digestion starts to take place from your mouth. So I tell you, as you begin to 
chant these words, or not chant, you are reading these words, you are declaring it out, a level of, of faith in the word of God is being released to you as you do so. Amen. All right, so let's go from verse 8. Read out loud like you believe this is God's word, and you know that he has the power to salvation, power to deliver, power to bring you safety, power to bring you provisions. Amen. All right, let, once you go, but what's, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13 now. For... Verse 13, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We'll do 14 and 15 and then we'll jump to 17. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17, finally. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our Father in heaven, we appreciate you for the opportunity to look at your word again this morning. Thank you for the privilege that we have to be spoken to again with the help of your spirit. Lord, our hearts are open. We ask that you speak because your servants are listening in the name of Jesus. Thank you because there is liberty in this place. Lord, for our faith to be released into your word and for it to accomplish great and awesome things that you have decided, that you have intended for our lives, for our city, for our nation, for our generation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we've prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Please have your seat. Thank you very much. Good morning, church. Good morning. I believe all of us are doing very well. Welcome again to the month of November. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the month of November. This, um, this morning, I want to look at how does faith come? The source of godly faith. That is all I want to look at this morning and remind you, not of things you don't already know, but of things you already know that you probably might have lost grip with. You know, the Lord will have me remind you again of how faith comes. How does faith come? What is the source of faith? What is the source of godly faith? How does it come? We are called to live a life of faith. We are called to trust God. We are called to walk with God. And the, the scripture says to us in Hebrews, um, as we read, we read some months back, Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says to us that without faith, it is practically impossible to please God. You cannot please God if you don't have faith. You can't walk, walk with God and God will give you correct as mark that you are doing well. If you are not a man or a woman of faith, you can't walk with God. You can't please God. You can't satisfy God. You cannot bring delight to God. And I dare say that even your own life too will be miserable. If you don't have faith to, 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 de- to have delivered to you the promises of God, the Christian work will be one of, um, it, it, will, it will be one that you are just tired of. It will be boring. There will be nothing exciting in it. If you go from, you know, everything that happens to you is what happens to people that are not actively 
actually walking with God. People that are, they, they have said they are Christians, but they are not walking. They are not developing their faith. They are not walking in faith. Everything that is happening to them is just happening because of what they can do, what they can think by their, you know, by their human strength. You will not enjoy your walk with God that way. The Christian walk will be a very boring one for you that way. But God, the Lord wants it to be exciting for you. The Lord does not want boredom. God does not like boredom. The, the, um, you know, we are made to understand that God is a God that loves variety. He loves to bring new things every now and again. He has created all of us. There is nobody that is really like, you know, we can resemble each other small, small. But there, there are striking differences. Amen. Because God loves new things. And that's why every time in the scripture you will hear the, you will hear the scripture says, Behold, I do a new thing. God is bringing you to a new season. Even when we greet ourselves, we say that, right? When you are praying for someone's birthday, you are like, you know, God is going to do something new. At times it looks like we are just saying this. You are not saying the same thing. That is how God likes to do it. He likes new things. He likes bringing something new, something fresh. And the only way we get to accomplish this, we, the only way we can get to work with him and have him deliver to us these new, new things, the newness of life that he wants us to walk in, is as you walk in faith. And so it's very important. He said to us, without faith, it is impossible for you to please me. You can't please me. You can't, you can't walk with me if you are not in faith. So the Lord will not say to us that you should seek for faith when he knows that it's not easy for us or it's not possible for us to obtain the faith or get the faith. He has told us that without this faith, it's impossible for you to walk with me. It's impossible for you to please me. And so he will not give us a task that is already dead on arrival that we cannot accomplish. That is to say to us that God has a provision, amen, for faith to come. And you and I need to reckon with that provision and not lose sight of how it comes. How does faith come? That's where we are in this Romans 10, 17. You might have heard it before, but I want you to hear it afresh this morning. I believe that with the help of God, I'm bringing help to quite a number of people this morning with this message. Because you are hearing afresh. You are being reminded again. You have lost touch. You know the scripture intellectually, in your mind, you know it. Head knowledge. But... You have lost touch with it. You have, lo- you have lost grip. You are not holding on to it again. You are not talking and acting like you know this scripture is very true. So for those people, I'm bringing help to you this morning. That the way faith comes, this is how it comes. It comes as we hear the word of God. It comes as you fellowship with the word of God. Faith for anything in life does not come in any other way. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says to us, it is, you are saved by grace through faith. And it is, it's a gift from God. It is not anything that you have done by yourself. It says, for by grace you have been saved. That salvation here, it says you have been saved. And he did it, God did it through words. Through what? Faith. How did you come to Jesus? You suddenly, because quite a number of us coming to Jesus, you have done that part. And we have, and it was simple. And the way we did it is the way the Lord expects us to do with every other aspect of our life. Coming to Jesus is not the end of our salvation. It's actually the beginning. How did you do it? You heard a preacher preach the word of God or the word of faith. And you released 
your faith into that word. You allowed your belief to go into that word as the person preached it. That the way to come to God, the way to cease being a sinner and become a child of God is to ask Jesus to come into your life. Accept that Jesus died for your sins. Accept that he paid a price that you could not pay. And he has paid for you. You don't need to do anything. All that you need to do is to line up behind him and say, Father, I accept that that sacrifice that Jesus made, I was covered in in that sacrifice. He made that sacrifice for me. And so we confessed Jesus and boom, we became translated into the kingdom of God, right? We became believers. We, 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 we um, invested our, our trust, our belief in God, invested it in that word that we heard, and we acted on it and became saved. He said, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. That word saved there is, is the same word that means, um, is the same word for deliverance, is the same word for safety, the same word for, for, for provision, amen, is the same word for healing. So, as we go through life, and we are, co- we are confronted with all of these demands for our lives, it is still through the same thing, through the same faith that you lay hold. It's just that the only twist to this one is, I need to spend more time with the Word of God. You need to spend more time to understand the provisions that God has made, because as you listen to it, as you hear it again and again, faith rises inside you, and you can move and latch on, you know, lay your hand upon salvation, no, upon healing, lay your hand upon provision, lay your hand upon protection, you know, in different areas of your life as they crop up. You, you re- realize that your faith delivers to you because you have invested your time to understand what God has said through his word. Amen. So this morning, I'm just going to go ahead and make us see um, a few examples of people, that, um, of people that acted out in faith. Just see it again, so that as you hear the word of God, the, 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 the um, understanding of what the investment that you still need to do, not relenting, not giving up, not saying, I have, I have heard it before. It says it is by hearing the word of God, continual hearing, continual hearing. I wish we can say there are other ways that faith comes, but the truth is there are no other ways. No other way. The, the only way it is that we listen to the word of God. The only way is that we fellowship with the word of God. There are no other ways. Faith does not come by praying. Pastor, pray for me. Let my faith increase. If you find out, no, let my faith, let me have faith. You know, there was a man that came to Jesus and he was, his son was sick and he brought his son to Jesus and Jesus told him, you know, he said, if you are willing, make my son well. And Jesus said, I'm willing. I'm ever willing. And then the man said, he went ahead to pray a prayer. He said, God, help my unbelief. Because I realized it is unbelief I'm battling with in this place. The way to have faith is not by praying. The way to have faith is not by kneeling down and praying. I'm telling you this morning, you can pray and we should pray. But you should spend more time with the word of God. You need to spend more time with messages. And what I'm saying right now in this one minute is actually the... Um, the crux of my message this morning. Spend more time with the word of God. Spend more time listening to messages that have been preached. What do we find in messages that have been preached? You find the explanation of the written word in messages that have been preached, right? 
and you are able to assimilate the, what, what the Lord means in those passages of the scriptures better. Amen. Your faith can be released because understanding comes. So faith does not come by praying. Faith does not come by impartation, laying hands on people. Faith does not come in any other way apart from spending time to understand the provision that the Father has made available for you and I. Faith is actually the, the decision of your will. I found that um, um, interpretation or uh, definition somewhere and it just caught my fancy. It's the decision of your will to act on what he believes. Can you just write that down, please? Faith is the, is, is the decision of my will to act on what he believes. On what my heart believes. Every, anything, and the truth is there, is there is godly faith and there is faith. All of us have faith. Somebody woke me up this morning saying I had a dream and, you know, she was full of fear. Full of fear because the dream delivered something. Our, our faith, quote and unquote, was already going in the direction of that dream. And fear was the result of it. You, you can say faith is, fear is almost the same thing as faith. It's just that it's the, oppo, it's the opposite. Amen. You are not trusting in God. You are hearing what the enemy is saying. The same way we develop fear that I might come to shame. I might not be able to meet these needs. You need to ask yourself, how did I arrive there? It is because I fellowshiped with something that has consistently told me that this can happen to me. If you will spend sufficient time also to fellowship with the word of God that says to you consistently that you can overcome, that says to you consistently that if God made Jesus available to die for the sins of myself and you, he gave us our best. There is nothing I want from God that God will not give to me. There is nothing that is bigger than Jesus. Amen. If he gave us his biggest, his costliest, the most valuable, what is it that God cannot give to us? Nothing. God expects our lives to be, like he said, one thing fast after the use of another. And the, the, the teaching that we go through, you know, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to the word of God, all of these things are geared towards helping us to come more and more into faith. Trusting and trusting God. Get to a place, and the truth is I know that as you go up, like somebody said, new devils, new, new levels, new devils. Amen. But what you'll be grappling with will not be what you grappled or shouldn't be what you grappled with yesterday. The challenges that you are having today, it might, it might try your faith. It might, it might challenge you. But it shouldn't be the challenges of yesterday. And that is why it's important that we take a look at our lives. Take a look at how am I journeying with God. You have to be, you have to do these things intentionally. You can't just keep going on in life without taking a look at your life. Taking a stock of how did I start this year? Where am I now? How am I journeying with the Lord? Did anything change? Is God doing anything to me? The way God used to speak to me and he used to take me two weeks to understand what God is saying or to even understand that God is calling my attention at all. Is he still taking me two weeks now? Or has he reduced? Because he should reduce. Amen. All of these things are to build faith inside us. If you find out that consistently acting in faith challenges you, then you should ask yourself, am I feeding on, am I feeding my faith? Faith. Am I, am I, am I spending time in such a way that my faith will grow or I've just left it to chance? 
Quite a number of us find ourselves in church and we can say we are people of faith. But you need to ask yourself, am I truly a person of faith? In the last one week, in the last one month, what exactly have I done to build on my faith, to feed on my faith, and then to exercise my faith? Last week, we looked at the fact that as we take action, your faith has an opportunity to become mature, right? Because the scripture says to us that there are levels of faith. You have little faith, right? The scripture says that there is something called little faith. And there is something called mountain-moving faith. And the two of them are not the same. They are different. You have that strata. You have, you know, you have it. Faith can grow. Faith can increase. And as you face one thing, your faith grows. Your faith grows. It's like building your muscle. Your muscle grows. You can carry bigger things. You can handle bigger things. And you don't stop there. You continue to feed on the, on, the, on the word of God so that your faith can grow and to exercise your faith. Amen. I want us to open to 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. But before I go, before I go that way, let me, let, let's see 2 Peter. I'll start from verse 1, 2 Peter. Because I should just... Um, before I go into, I have like four examples, if we have the time to look at four, if not, to remind ourselves of those four, but if not, we'll, ju- we'll do as much as, um, as far as we can, we'll go as far as we can go. But let me just, um, um, let's look at like two more scriptures before we begin to look at all of those examples. So Second Peter is one of the scriptures I want us to look at. I'll read from verse, verse 1. It says, Simon Peter. 2 Peter 1, I'm reading from 1. It says, Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us. He's writing to you and I. People that have, uh, um, he said, to those who have obtained, and other translations, I think the NLT says, to those who have, to whom have been allotted same faith as what we have. Allotted means you have an allocation. You have a, 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 you have a portion that has been given to you. He said to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior. Mm-hmm. Can we go on, please? He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. And he says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. I want us to just stay here. He says... As his divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So everything that you and I need in life has been given to you and I, right? But notice what he says here. He says through. He says through. And that word is very, very important. He says through the knowledge of him. Meaning, I can have this divine power given to me everything that we ever need in life. Everything is made available already. Whatever I will need between now and the time I will see Jesus, in terms of material things, in terms of anything that we need, has been made available. God is not going to create anything. Everything is available. All the money you and I will spend or you want to spend, everything is available. God is not creating it. But it says how you access it is what? Through the knowledge of him who has called you by glory and virtue. As you fellowship with the knowledge of God, as you get to know more of God, as you fellowship with, you know, um, look at the word of God and understand the provisions is made available. Faith rises within you to trust God. Faith rises within you to walk with God. 
Faith rises with you to battle the challenges of life that come to you and I. It is not a waste of time. That is, that is the crux of what I, I'm bringing us to this morning. That we need to hear consistently. Imagine, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye, when you have, um, um, let's say I want to bind something and I'm, I'm using a rope to bind something. Just imagine in your mind, when I bind that thing, um, let's say I'm binding this thing or binding something that, can, that, that, is, that, that wants to like, um, okay, like I roll up a mat and I want, to, I want to bind it. Imagine me take a rope round it one time like this to bind it, just one time. Imagine the strength of that rope with when I take the rope around it multiple times and multiple layers. You know that one is stronger, right? That is what happens to you and I every time you settle with the word of God. One of the things I want to bring um, straight to you this morning is that we settle in our mind that this is the instrument that God has given to you. This is knowledge of God, knowledge of what Jesus has made available to you and I. This, this knowledge is what you, all that you will ever need in life. Right now, between now and when you go to see Jesus. Is it not wisdom for you and I to settle down that I need to, you know, you don't need to be pressured. You don't need to be consistently reminded and encouraged to spend time here. I know what I'm saying. The earlier you settle it, that I need time in this world consistently is it don't you think it will make a lot of difference in your life we are not saying you are doing boyfriend and girlfriend you know boyfriend and girlfriend we can still be um forming for ourselves but when you know that you have now married each other the two of you are in the house you settle down and all of those trying to form trying to do as if i i don't fast you know you lose all of those things you settle down and you know this is for real now do you understand what i'm saying Spending time with the word of God is not like boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, we don't know whether we still marry each other. See, this is what you have married. This is important in your life. This document is important in your life and in my life. Listening to the word of God, listening to messages is important. We can look into our lives, and I do look into lives. I look into my own life. I look into the lives of people around me, my family, my friends, people in church. And at times I question myself and say, why are things not getting forward, going forward for this person and that person? And the person is a Christian. There is, you can pray for that person. But if the person does not come to terms with what the Lord has made available, it is difficult for the person to stretch his hands and collect what God has made available. God has made a lot available. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking at the fact that if you can help this person to understand and value spending time, in the place of spending time with God's word, a lot happens. A lot happens. Things shift in your mind. Things that appear difficult. Things that appear like they are unshiftable or movable. You see them crumbling. Because as you are in that place and you are reading, the Spirit of God is ministering to your spirit. Some things are happening in your life that will not happen any other way. Things happen in that atmosphere when you allow the Word of God to wash over you. Amen. You know, there are times we look at maybe preachers' lives, and you think that these preachers, you know, God, I don't know how many of you here think that, how many of you think that um, God has a special place and he hears pastors or ministers 
faster than other church members. Do you believe that? Let me see your hands up. Please raise your hand, Jerry. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Who again believes? Thank you. Is that my son? <laughs> okay, but the truth is, some people believe that so badly that somehow God hears. But let me tell you the difference between a church member and a pastor. One has spent more time, you know, more time in the word of God, and he has come to believe that this word is real. He's come to believe that what God has said in this scripture can be taken to bank and it will deliver. That's the only difference. And if so, if I would do it as, an, as, a, as a church member, I will have, de- I will have um, deliveries also. I will have performances. I will have the, my prayers, you know, delivering more or delivering as much as what the pastor will have. There is no difference. The only difference is one has spent more time. And that is what I'm trying to get you to do this morning. I I pray that we have time to go through some of these um, examples that I have here. It says, this divine power has given to you everything that that you need for life and godliness. But it is through the knowledge of him who has called you. It won't come any other way. It has to be through you listening to the word. Listening to the word. Laboring in the word. Because something is good. You are, you, are, you are trusting that something will come true to you. When we come to service and we hear messages, you think you have heard. But the truth is you have not heard. You need to come to a place where it is common with you. You are, you know, for some of us that are here right now, if you are sad, if they tell you, listen to this message, it's a 45 minutes message. You know, you will be distracted. You will be bored. You want to go ahead and do something else. But this morning I'm saying to you, you need to develop an appetite for the word of God. You need to develop healthy appetite where you stay with the word, where the word becomes, it becomes sweet to your soul. To you, to, amen. It becomes sweet to you. It becomes food to you. You see it as food. You don't see it as a waste of, of, of time. That is the only way. That is how faith comes. There are no other ways. The examples that we're going to look at, some of the things we'll see is the fact that they, they needed to hear. If you don't hear, nothing will happen. I remember the story, and you know, we have several stories. Kenneth he again talked about Several times that he would do, he will, he will minister. Okay, let me give a particular one. He has several. We have several. Of people that will come trying to get healed, and they were, they've not been healed. They will now come and say, sir, please lay hands on me. And he will say to them, sit down and listen to the word. Sit down and listen. Let me preach. And usually for him those days, he would do morning sessions where he's just preaching and preaching and preaching. And the evening, he brings the people together and it is time for healing. And then he can, you realize that it's easier for people that have listened, people that have interacted with the word of God, people that have heard the word of God. It's easier for them to lay hold of healing by the night session than people that have not come at all. That is what happens until you hear a lot does not happen. That is the truth. Until you understand the word of God and hearing the scripture says to us, hearing again and again, because it is not just hearing once. You think you hear once until God forbid you have a sickness or you have, you have, you know, you are sick and then you are trusting God for healing and you've prayed, you realize, okay, this thing is not going You might need to go back into the word and say, what has God said about the word of God? How do I lay hold of my healing? Amen. When you are sick and then you are praying a prayer of it, if it is your will, oh God, 
let me be okay. You know you have not listened to the word of God. Such a person hasn't. So, in like Kenneth Hagin, he said he had um, this couple, they came to him and, you know, um, he was saying, they were saying, pray for us, that if it is just like that man that came to Jesus, he said, if you can, please make my son whole. So, these ones too came to him and said, if it is God's will, let God heal. The man said, you've not been in my meetings, that's what he means. You have not, and you know, there's nothing particular about my meetings or his meetings. The only thing is you have not heard the word. And he told them, stay. By the time they stayed a couple of times, and it, it, they came forward for healing, it was easy. The only difference is that they heard. And it, as we look at people that have had um, 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 opportunities to be, to, 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 to be delivered or to, be, to experience one, um, testi- no, one miracle or the other, you realize that these people, they acted out, in what they, acted out what they heard from the word of God. Amen. Acting it out is easier when we fellowship. Acting it out is easier when you are used to the word of God. When it's not a, you know, Sunday, Sunday thing. When it's not just once in a week that you take a look at the word or try to understand what the Lord is saying. When you make it a duty that you want to understand. The food you ate last night, you really don't know how it's working in your body, do you? Do you? You don't know. You don't know if it's going to make it, it, this your thumb fatter. Or if it's going to make your, your, your tie bigger. You don't know. But you know that this food is going to do some good in your body. And so every time we eat, you eat in the morning, you eat at night. Tomorrow again you eat because you know. I need you to come to a place where you value the word of God. And value listening to the word of God like that. The culture of listening to messages. I don't want to even do a poll or take a poll this morning. But I'm, I'm appealing to you. That you are in a life, you are on a journey that is for life. You are not on a dash. You are on a marathon. Amen. You are on a journey that is continuous. It's not stopping next week. It's not stopping next year. Listening to the word of God needs to become part and parcel of your life. Listening to messages need to become part and parcel of your life. We go a long way in making um, you know, resources available to capture these messages and put on YouTube. Put on audio, what is that, Spotify, right? So that we can listen. You will do yourself a whole world of good as you go back to these messages and listen. Because that is the only way that faith comes. Faith does not come any other way except by fellowshipping with the word of God. So that scripture says to us, as you, as, as you understand God, as you increase in your knowledge of God, that divine power releases to you everything that pertains to life and godliness. In that place when you are quiet and you are listening to God's word, listening to a message that has been preached before or a message that has been preached right now, as you are listening and the word of God, you, you are reading the word or hearing the word of God, life is released unto you. Everything that makes for the kind of life that God has, uh, has the, the planned for you is released to you. You are able to lay hold of it. Amen. I want us to open to Second Kings 4, 1 to 10, or maybe I will just go ahead and, you know, summarize what we have in all of some of those scriptures to you. 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. The way to access faith has not changed. It will never change. It's the same way. You want more faith. Taking, allow faith to come in as you fellowship with the word of God. As you fellowship 
with the preaching of the word, the breaking down of the word. That is the only way that faith comes. That is how it comes. It grows as you take action, as you, as you, as you act out what you are hearing. Then you allow your faith to grow. It can increase. But the only way it comes is that you hear and continue to hear what the Lord is saying, what he has said in the scriptures, and, and then, by extension, what he says to you. Amen. Um, so I'll read from verse 1. Elisha and the widow's oil. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant fear the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow, go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it out into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. Who brought, the vessels to, uh, who brought the vessels to her? And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not yet another vessel. And then she went to the man of God and the man of God said, go sell it and then you have money to take care of yourself. But how did this miracle come to this person? How did she have faith to do this miracle that she did? Simple. Because she heard the man of God say it. She heard the man of God say it. We need to be put our place in, in uh, put ourselves rather in a place where we can hear. The place you can hear God speak to you is as you listen to His word, as you know, playing of audio, um, no, the, the audio Bible does a whole lot of good for you and I. It hasn't gone into extinction. Listening to messages hasn't gone into extinction. Reading Bible-believing, Bible-based um, 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 books has not gone into extinction. Is somebody hearing me this morning? You need to invest in all these sources, in all these things, if you must increase your faith. Your faith will grow, but it will grow at a small pace. If all you do is come in every Sunday and hear what is preached, and you are expecting that you come next week Sunday again, you will listen. But as you come in on a Sunday, you hear. You take notes down, not because the pastor is saying anything new. Amen. Not because the pastor is saying anything new. Because there's nothing anybody will say that is outside of this scripture. You must have heard it before. But you take down, you take down notes. You go back to your notes. You listen to your message. It doesn't come any other way. Faith comes as you fellowship with the word of God. Um, um, who was it? Bokule was saying to me last week how he went to a particular store, um, H-Medics. He wanted to, well, he went to H-Medics and he said he went into the book section to, to look at the books and pick up one or two. He was just saying that, you know what? I was there for a long time. I don't know how long he was there, maybe like 30 minutes or more. He said not a single person came towards book. Of course, in that place, you have, you have books. In the same way, re, um, 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 even if you, if you had gone into a Christian um, bookstore, I don't know how well those people are faring. It takes a lot of faith for them to still remain in business. Because it's almost, people think reading of books is going out of fashion. It is not. It will never. I'm encouraging you this morning. Invest in books. 
Amen. Invest in listening to messages. Invest in having audio Bible on your phone and playing it. Faith does not come any other way. You don't suddenly become a man or a woman of faith. If you find yourself being challenged in life to release your faith, what is the definition of faith I gave us earlier on? I said it's the decision of my will to act on what it has come to believe. How do I come to believe from the scriptures we read earlier on? He says, how will they believe if they don't hear? The only way to believe is you believe what you hear or what you read. Amen? What you hear, what you are told, what you read in the Bible, what you read in Bible-based um, um, literature, what you hear preached. Amen? That is how faith comes. It comes only by what you hear, what you see. If you don't feed on what we build that faith, you will be void of faith. You will not have faith. And you will not be able to move in faith. Or you'll be trusting the Lord for small and small things. You are not able to trust him for the big things that he really wants to do in your life. And it becomes more difficult also for the Lord to walk through you. The source of faith is clearly the word of God. It's clearly time spent looking at the word. If we need to adjust, and for some of us you need to adjust your schedule. To accommodate this. This is a big rock in your life. It's a big rock. You need to put it first inside the bucket. You need to decide what time, what amount of time do I spend looking at, at the word of God. Seeking the face of God. As I read his word every week. How much time do I spend? If you spend less than an hour in a week. And you are trusting that you will be a man or a woman of faith. Then you are joking. Amen. You are joking because several of us, the jobs that you do, the businesses that you do, you know how much time you give to it for it to deliver. So how can you now put in less into this work with God and expect something? God is not a magician and you also are not a magician. If I can achieve just moving you a bit to appreciate the fact that I need to commit more time to spending you know, spending time with the word of God and spending time with messages, looking for good books to read. If I can shift you to appreciate it and make a decision that I'm going to find more time to look at the word of God, then I would have achieved a major, I would have achieved something major this morning. The only way this woman could come up with this miracle was because she heard. If she had not gone to the man of God, even though she said, my husband, you know, believed in God. My husband, you know, served you. My husband was a Levite. He served God. He was one of your servants. He loved God and all. The woman could have died in penury. Amen. The woman could have lost her sons. And somebody will say, I will not serve God again. See that my neighbor, she believed God and they came and took her sons away. You know, I've come to understand that God is really unperturbed and on, you know, God is very... You know, at times I just look at God. I say, God, you, you can't even be moved. Nobody can say, I'm dying, no, I'm going, no, I will not do again. No, da, 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 da. God is just looking at you like this rock solid in himself, as in he's unmovable, unshakable. By all of those, uh, if this person now backslides, God knows that his power is able to bring that person back. Amen. But God does not, he doesn't move beyond himself to do, fine, his mercy is over all of us. It's over all his works. But he has put systems in place. 
Mercy will come just because the Lord wants to do. But God has also put system in place for you to be able to predict what you can have. Within the confines of what, has made God, what God has made available or marked to you. Amen. There's no other way. So this woman, thank God, she puts herself in a place where she could hear instruction. And she went on to do the instruction. And she had a miracle in her hands. How are you putting your, yourself in a place to hear instructions? Are you putting yourself in a situation or in a place where you can hear the Lord speak to you? When you are listening to messages, when you are reading the Bible, your mind is quietened. The Lord can speak to you. The Lord can, can open your eyes. He can paint a, paint a picture in your, in your heart. Even after you have, gone, you have gotten up from that place where you are reading the Bible or, or listening to the Word, because you have allowed the Word to come in sufficiently, it will interact with you. The Word can speak to you even as you go about your day-to-day -day activities. The words that you have brought in, you find the words fellowshipping with you. But if you find yourself, you know, tilting towards fear, tilting towards doubt, it's because you are fellowshipped also with words that are saying that to you. There is no demilitarized zone. There is never a time that you are without... All of us have um, conversations going on in our hearts from time to time. The bulk of those conversations... We, we, no, the, 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 the nature of, that, of those conversations will tell you how you have spent your time. If constantly what is coming to you is, I am an overcomer. Everything and anything that comes my way, I can, I can surmount it. I'm getting ahead in life. My, you know, my path is shining brighter and brighter. If that is what is constantly coming to you, then it's a, it's a proof to the, to the fact that you have spent time or you are spending time with God. But when doubts keep coming, when fears keep coming, when you have a reason to pity yourself, then it's a proof to the fact that I have not spent enough time and I need to spend enough time. Amen. The story of, um, that, that's in Luke 19, I believe, yes, Luke 19, 1 to 10. There was this man that came, and Apostle Paul, you know, was, uh, no, that was, let me say, I think it was Peter. Luke 19, no, okay, not, okay, that, it's not, it's Peter I'm looking for, it's not Luke 19. Acts 14, let me look, look at Acts 14. Okay, Acts 14, you can see what I'm looking for here. Okay, verse, um, verse 6. Verse 6 says, They became aware of it and fled to Lystral and Deb and cities of Lyconia and to the surrounding region, and they were preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb he had, who had never walked. This man heard Paul. Okay, so it was Paul. He said he heard Paul speaking. Seeing, uh, he heard Paul speaking, and Paul observing him to observing him intently, and seeing that he had faith to be healed. This faith to be healed, and you know, as we go through scriptures, you realize even for the person that came to J Jesus, the woman by the the woman that held the hem of Jesus's um, um, what's he called Jesus's garments in Mark five. The Lord Jesus said, "Your faith made you whole." In the same way, this Acts fourteen that we're looking at here. The scripture says Paul saw, 
Paul spoke, and then Paul saw that this man had faith to be healed. But it was because Paul spoke the word of God. The man's faith could be released into what he was hearing. This other woman, too, in Mark 5, that woman with the issue of blood, he said, the scripture said she had been following Jesus. She had heard what Jesus was saying. Amen. There is no other way that faith comes to us. Whether faith for provisions or faith for healing in my body, faith to get somebody saved, faith for whatever it is that you are trusting God for. You know, you have plans, you have um, dreams concerning your life. You have all some things that you want to see in your life. The faith for all of those things comes to you as you fellowship with the Lord. As you spend time with the word of God. There is no other way that faith comes except to spend time with the word of God. Spend time with the preached word. Spend time with the written word. Spend time looking at, uh, you know, reading books that have been written, that are scripturally, you know, balanced. Amen. By um, Bible believing, you have you have scriptures. They are explained scriptures. It's easier for your for your faith, for your confidence in God to be released that way. Amen. I'm I'm appealing to you this morning as I bring you the word of the Lord that you spend time, make up your mind, spend time to ensure that your faith is fed. And then you can go ahead and exercise it. Gradually, we are coming to the end of um, looking at, at um, you know, the, the heroes of faith. In a few, maybe in another two weeks or so, we are done with the whole of that episode. But I'm just thinking to myself, at the end of it all, if we do not spend time, if you don't spend time to go back to the things you have been taught and fellowship with these things, you will not be giving the Lord opportunities to speak into your minds, opportunities to impregnate you and put the seeds of the great things he wants to do. Put the seed of it in your heart. Though the, the seed gets planted as we spend time and you have enough, you know, you, you have enough exposure to the words of God. When the Lord wants to plant the seed, it may not necessarily be when you are hearing the word, even though he plants it when you are hearing it. But if you are sufficiently, you fellowship with the word from time to time, it's easier for the Lord to drop things in your heart. It is easier for the Lord to paint pictures. It is easier for the Lord to whisper things into your heart and then you capture it. Faith does not come any other way. It only comes as we listen sufficiently to the word of God. Amen. You need to, you know, believe. I know you already do. You need to continually feed on the fact that God has made Jesus available for me. He went to the cross. We are going to look at, you know, take communion this morning. He went to the cross. He paid the price. He shed his blood for myself. If he has done that which is the ultimate, then there is nothing that the Lord will not give to me. I just need to increase in my knowledge of the law because that scripture says to us in um, 2 Peter 1 verse 3, it says, His divine power has made available to you everything that pertains to life, that pertains to godliness. Everything you will ever need is being made available to you, but it is through the knowledge of God. As you come into closer um, you know, intimacy with the Lord, you get to understand what he has made available, and you can stretch your hand or stretch your faith to receive those things. Amen. So this morning, we will come again and take communion. And I want you to take communion with, you know, ask the Lord to help you renew your confidence in him. Renew your confidence in him. The fact that if Jesus, the Lord Jesus was saying in Luke 22, he said, this is my body that is broken for you. 
He said he took the bread in verse 19, Luke 22, and he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, this is my body. As you take the body this morning, as you take the cup this morning, I want you to tell yourself, Fumi, Jesus bled for you. Jesus died for you. He paid the ultimate price for you. There is nothing that is going to withhold from you. God does not withhold anything from you and I. It is the devil that withholds. It's the devil that tries to get things to, you know, not to come to you. God wants to give because the scripture says, if he did not spare Jesus, if he, don't, if he did not spare his son and he gave us his son, how will he not with him give to us every other thing? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless this bread this morning in the name of Jesus. I bless the cup also. As we partake of the bread and the cup, I ask Almighty God that the reality of what you did, the reality of the fact that you desire to give life and you have actually released life to us in abundance, let that reality hit at us this morning in the name of Jesus. As we take the cup and as we take the bread, we ask that understanding will come to our hearts the more of what you have done. That if you did this very great one, there is nothing that can stand between us and what you have, want, you have always wanted to give to us. In the name of Jesus, I ask that our faith will rise again. Even as we hold the bread and hold the cup in our hands, let the reality of your love, the reality of the fact that you will not withhold anything good from your own, let it come to us afresh this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we are blessed even as we take the wine and as we take the bread in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go ahead and give the wine. I want you to just say to yourself that as you hold the bread, we are not taking it yet, but I want you to just ruminate over it. That as you hold this bread in your hand, the body of Jesus was broken for you and I. He said, this is my body broken for you so that your own will not be broken so that you will not be troubled, so that you can have life and have it in abundance, such that nothing cuts off your life, nothing limits your life. Your life is supposed to be lived richly and fully. Amen. I want you to just look at the bread, look at the blood, and look at the cup rather, and remember that the blood of Jesus was poured out. His blood was poured out to bring you to God, to bring you into the family of God. Father, we ask Almighty God that the reality of the sacrifice of Jesus, we ask that you will cause it to hit at us in a different way again this month of November. That, Lord, we will not distance ourselves from you, but, Lord, we will draw nearer to know you. We will draw nearer, Lord, to behold you. We will draw nearer to look upon your face. We will draw nearer, O oh God, to hear the words of life that proceed from your mouth. We will draw nearer, O oh God, to capture the dreams that you are planting in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Help us, Almighty God, not to be far. Help us to come close in the name of Jesus. Help us to do the labor that is necessary to know you, O oh God, to know you the way we are known by you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that as we go into this month of November, 
November, Lord, you will help each one of us to decide to come closer in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for as many as have been like a desical with the with fellowshipping with you, reading the word, listening to messages, taking all books to read and investing time, good time in getting to know you, in getting to know the provisions that you have made available. Lord, I pray that this month, oh God, you will help us to move a step closer in this decision in the name of Jesus. Help us, oh God, as, as members of your body to become more responsible from this month in the name of Jesus. For as many as have been, have, have not really been paying attention, Lord, I pray. I want you to just go ahead. If you, if you want to make a commitment to the Lord, you know, long and short of what we have said or what, what you have heard this morning is that the word of God is how faith comes. Listening to the word is how faith comes. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do differently? Have you been listening? Maybe you listen to one message in a whole week. Do you want to go a step further and say, God, I want to spend more time. I want to spend more time. You might have audio Bible on your phone or maybe you don't even have. You might say, okay, God, I want to even go ahead and, and download this thing so that I can play it. I can have, you know, the word playing at the background as I go about my duties and my work. You want to fellowship. You want to commit more. Several of us pouring hours into our work and it delivers for us. If we will pour in commensurate time also into seeking the Lord, in fellowshipping with the Lord, trying to understand Him, trying to understand the provisions is made available, you will realize that your faith will go on to a whole new level and you will enjoy your work with the Lord better. There will be results to show for it. I want you to just pray and make a commitment to the Lord this month of November on what you are going to do differently. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Something must break. Something must shift. Something must become different. And it does not come any other way. It is not by fasting. It is not by laying on of hands. It is still by reading the word. Spending time with the word of God. Understanding what God has put in the Bible. Understanding it as you listen to messages. As you read other books that have been written by, by, by servants of God. I want you to make a commitment this morning. What is the Lord? What demand is the Lord making of you? What demand is the Lord making concerning this message this morning? Our has this message come to help you? Is he helping you in any way or I've just talked and you can't even see what you want to do differently? Make up your mind this morning. What are you going to do differently? Lord, I need your help. I need your help. I just don't want to make a decision and then by Thursday I find out I'm not even doing it anymore. I'm asking you to help me, Lord. I'm asking for your help in the name of Jesus. If you gave a whole the life of Jesus, his whole life for me, there is nothing that you want to withhold from me abundant life you have released to me everything that pertains to life and godliness you have released to me you are just waiting for me to cash in on these things to lay hold of them as i know you as i draw closer then i begin to understand i begin to hear the things you want to give to me the kind of life you want for me the dream that i probably have for myself you begin to change my dream and say no this is not what i want i want something bigger i want something more for you then you can begin to plant those seeds in our hearts Lord, we ask for your help this morning, O oh God, as we come to the communion table. Lord, this morning we repent in every way that we have paid lip service 
to knowing you. We have paid lip service to having faith. We have paid lip service to drawing close and we have not. Lord, we repent this morning. We ask that you have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus as we take the flesh, as we take the cup, and this, this, this bread and this wine become one with our body. Lord, we pray that you help us to press in, help us to come closer, help us to spend more time, help us Almighty God to long for you and actually spend time, more time with you this month in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that there will be a difference. Let there be a commitment. And Lord, help us to keep to this commitment in the name of Jesus. Your desire is that we will delight you. Your desire is that we will please you all our days. And we can't do it without having faith. Lord, help us, O oh God, to have more faith. Let more faith come to us. We have looked at the lives of several men and women of God, the, the women of old, that have walked with you, that have demonstrated faith. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that ours will not be any different. In the name of Jesus, you have given a whole lot to us, especially in this generation, that it's almost an, it, it, it's almost an embarrassment that we will not have more faith and display more faith than people that have gone ahead of us. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you help us to rise up even to your call for intimacy, to rise up, oh God, to your call of drawing nearer this morning in the name of Jesus. Help us not just to pay lip service, but help us to come in, in, in actuality in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. For we prayed in the name of Jesus. I also pray this morning. Is, do we have anyone that is sick in his or her body? Do we have anybody that needs healing? Is that hand being raised up? No. Okay. I see, I, I see one hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Even as we take communion this morning, I pray for your daughter. I declare that as your word says. By the stripes of Christ, she was made whole. I, I, I appropriate that healing this morning in the name of Jesus. And I ask that as she goes ahead to take the cup and take the bread, I ask, oh God, that healing comes into our body. I ask for, I ask for Almighty God for ease to embrace our body. I ask for comfort to embrace our body in the name of Jesus. Where there has been pain, where there has been aches, I command you, go in the name of of Jesus. Let the life of God come into you right now and embrace your body, eradicating everything, every iota of sickness in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lay hold of healing this morning. And I pray even for as many as will listen, you know, after now online, for as many as are listening right now online, for as many as are here also that will take the cup and take the bread. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that we are healed in our bodies and we, 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 we stay in good health and in vitality in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus, we have life. In your bodies, you have life. In your, in your mind, you have life. In the name of Jesus, no death is allowed to operate in your body, in your mind, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you because your life is made available to us. For we've prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.